Welcome. This is More to the Game Podcast. We're glad you joined us. You can reach us on any social media channel at 3EAthlete, or you can visit us on our website at www.thethirdelement.com. That's number 3RDElement.com. Today we're joined by Coach Joe Klepfer. Joe is in Arizona, and he is a uh, varsity baseball coach. This is his fifth year coaching Academy High School Baseball in Arizona. He has a combined record of 60, 21, and 2. Joe's been a coach for 23 years. I think you're going to enjoy our podcast today. Joe, Coach Klepfer is going to share with us some insights around overcoming adversity uh, through strategy and his team, development of his athletes, promoting them to a collegiate level. Coach Klepfer currently has six players playing at the collegiate level, and his passion is about encouraging and developing athletes to perform at a higher level, meaning helping his high school athletes make it into and be able to compete at and play at a collegiate level. So for Coach Kleffer, it's less about wins and losses and a lot more about developing student athletes. Let's listen in. So Coach Kleffer, thank you for joining us today. We really appreciate your time and, uh, and your attention. And I know that you have a, uh, an acclaimed record in baseball in the Arizona area. And I, I know you spend, it's a big part of your life. You know, earlier we talked and, and uh, I know you've got a couple of stories to share, uh, particularly, I believe, one about the power of adversity. So why don't you share with our audience a little bit about how you and your team have found strength uh, through mastering adversity? All right. Yeah, sure. Um, like I said, we, I've been coaching for about 23 years. And what I've noticed, a trend is that mental strength is is uh, very, very important in uh, accomplishing your adversity. So one of our big things is that um, I believe that you really don't develop very much mentally unless you do have those struggles, right? Unless you do have that adversity. So one of our things was we, uh, we faced a pitcher from a, a rival team and he was amazing. And he owned us the first two games of the year. We couldn't do anything with him. We couldn't hit him. And we had a real strong hitting team that year. That was our, that was our go-to thing was hitting. So um, going into state, we actually ran into them in state again and uh, had to prepare for them. So two weeks before what we did is we started working. I brought in certain guys that threw like him, and we would do certain drills to prepare for him. And all along, we're talking about positive reinforcement. And I'm setting my guys up in, in positive situations and positive drills so they're getting confidence and they believe that they can do this and they can, they can beat him. Because at that point, they believe that he was a god. So I believe I'm big on uh, the preparation has to be very specified when we do things. And that way, uh, they can pull from that when times get tough. And they actually really believe it because they've, they've had that success over and over and over again. So when they get in that situation, they're ready to go after it. And, uh, as they came approached the very first inning, my leadoff guy who hadn't hit, had a hit against him at all. He was over eight against him, hit a triple on the first pitch. And then my next second guy came up and he hit another triple. So we had a guy on third and a run in already. And that pitcher was so shook that the coach had to come out and talk to him. Uh, and as it turns out, the pitch only lasted an inning and a half before, um, he was taken out. He ended up walking four of our guys and he was just a mess. Now on his side of it, he had owned us the first two games. So he didn't really prepare mentally in that game. Even though it was state, he kind of took it for granted that he was going to own us. And um, by us preparing mentally for him. And once we started getting positive reinforcements on him, it just opened up a wide door. Like every guy that came up, it was like they were looking forward to going after him. Like they just wanted him versus being scared to be at the plate against him. The whole attitude had changed. And even our sixth guy and seventh guy in the lineup was excited to get there and just face this guy, you know, and just go after him. 
so it changed the entire outlook of the game and it allowed us to win state that year against a team that was uh, heavily favored to beat us. So that's just one example of, uh, you know, how we conquer adversity and how we develop our guys mentally. And that, that sticks with the guys individually because they realize there's a process where you go through and, and you, you learn, you practice specific things and, uh, and then that pays off for you. I like that. I, I know from uh, spending some time in life, especially uh, law enforcement and uh, and civil services like fire and ambulance and even medic medical folks. I know that they work really hard on drilling, practicing, and rehearsing. And I know that the reason they do that is because uh, it starts to become a bit second nature and mechanical, and they work better and make better decisions under fire. So that's a really neat technique uh, that you shared. I appreciate that. I, I know that. Uh, at times, uh, I know that you work hard to recruit really talented athletes. And, uh, you know, from time to time, you're, you're going to end up with a team where you're going to have uh, more than one boss. You're going to have w- more than one bowl or you're going to have a, a couple of stars. And I know it can be a challenge uh, from a coaching perspective is how you manage uh, relationships on a team, especially when you have a lot of talent. Uh, do you have any experience in that area? Yeah, we actually had a couple of boys. We have some people transfer in sometimes to play for us. And uh, a lot of times they're good players coming to play for us because they're, they're trying to go to that next level. And that's one of the things we focus on is trying to get our guys prepared for that. Because it is a large jump from high school to college. It's a huge jump. And uh, we had an issue with uh, egos and uh, personality differences. And so what we did is we brought them in. And uh, my, uh, my dean of students helped me on this one. We came in. We, we let them kids know that they're not in trouble for anything. But we sat them down and we just explained that, you know, our philosophies of our, of our team being a family and how we have to have each other's back. And you can't play uh, when you're worried about, you know, what someone else is thinking about you. And it was, it was really funny. I was really taken back a little bit because when the boys started um, defending themselves a little bit, what they went back to and referred back to were um, they were using terminology from third element. So because we had drilled that into them that we bought into that, they actually went back to that and they used that as their defense. Like, here's why I'm doing this. And here's, you know, and they both of them and they talked it out really well. And we kind of guided them through that, but eventually they just began talking to each other and they understood each other and what they were trying to accomplish, what they were trying to do. And they realized they were more alike than they were different. And as they walked away from the um, office, it was kind of funny. My administrator said, look at these two. And they were walking, talking all the way back about like, future things are going to with the team and, and things like their viewpoint of how they're going to take it from there on. Right. Without us even having to force them or anything, they intrinsically kind of took over with that. And a big part of that was third element, you know, I, I feel, which really took me back. I didn't realize it was making that kind of impact into that moment. What a great story. So it's got to be rewarding when you start to see uh, re- the, the fruits of your labor, especially at an early stage like that little, little signs of uh, success. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Joe, I know that I, I believe in the times we've spent together and, and talked a little bit about your program. I, I know you work hard and you take a great deal of pride and put a lot of your own passion into the fact that you're, as a coach, uh, interested in promoting athletes who wish to play baseball at the next level. I know you're well connected in the baseball community based on the amount of time that you that you've spent there as well as your success. And it seems like one of your niches or, or one of your your um, your foundational um, elements is really uh, helping open those doors and, and move these kids that want to play at a, at a higher level, um, the, the path to get there. Talk to us a little bit uh, about your heart there. Okay, sure. Um, it's not, you know, we'll get athletes that are real good players to come play for us, but I also am looking for kids that just 
love the game and just want to play. And some kids that um, really weren't given a lot of opportunity. So, like, I'm seeking out of town. We have a young man we picked up as a sophomore and never played ball before, but just kind of got intrigued by it and wanted to play. And he put so much time and so much work and effort into it. And he right now is our starting center fielder as a senior. And we're looking to get him to Apostle Community College or something, which he never thought was possible before. But, um, you know, I like to do that, too, and get kids get kids um, kind of involved in that. Um, what we do is we put out our whole theories and we put out like a huge net to all the different colleges, all different levels. And we put out feelers, you know, we send out videos, we send out things like that. And then any, anyone that comes back with interest, then we start a discussion with them. We teach our players to, uh, they have to communicate with the coach, um, what to say, how to say it. Um, and we kind of give them the bigger picture what the coach is looking for too. And then we have, we show them how to do the research on that school. So once they are interested in a school to pick their best, their best fit for them, we show them how to research that school and how to see if it is a good fit for them. And then finally we have them, you know, go out and visit the school, but we make sure they have conversations with the coach, many conversations. They keep an ongoing relationship with that coach before they get to that point. So that um, it's a successful transition for them when they, when they do go to college. So it sounds like your coaching uh, expands well beyond the field and you help, you help these athletes uh, with understanding what the coach, what a college coach might be looking for or listening for. And you do a little uh, skill building with them uh, to help them make that, uh, that transition as seamlessly as possible. Absolutely. As long as, and as well as um, we also prepare them on how to like uh, fill out all the paperwork, how to get the grants, how to get the scholarships. So we go through a lot of that with them also and kind of show them the procedures to do that because that's, you know, there's really no one out there showing them how to do that. So we set them up with that. So we do that on a weekly basis for our juniors and seniors to prepare them for that stuff. So if they choose to do that, that's an option for them to give it a shot. So kind of as a recap, we started out and, and part of your story talked about the, the power of mental strength and how you've developed that in, in one specific instance uh, where it was around a state tournament and you were taking on uh, a pitcher that had pretty much walked over the top of you guys a couple of times and you sort of caught him off guard. You mentioned that uh, you, you don't really grow without adversity and challenges. And it, more importantly, I, I like the way that you talk about uh, specifying preparation. So you had a specific strategy that you went after. Uh, you, you really bumped up the confidence uh, in these kids so that they, they didn't see this guy as, as such a huge statue anymore. He was, he was just a, a, a typical player uh, just like them. That, that's, that's pretty cool. I do have a couple of questions for you, uh, Coach, that are kind of generalized questions, but they're of great interest to our audience. I, I think the first one is talk to us a little bit about one of the best teammates you've either played with or maybe even one of the best uh, athletes that you've coached that was a great teammate and, and talk to us a little bit about why, why you feel that way. Um, I had a, a, a player actually for me that I thought was probably one of the best teammates on the team. He wasn't the best player on the team, but one of the things he did is he made sure that he was, he put in his, what we call money in the bank, which I think I got from third element. And he, he put in his money in the bank and he did his hard work. He stayed after, he got the respect of his players. And uh, even though he wasn't the best player, he still had a lot of respect from everybody. Even the top guys respected him a lot and cheered him on. And uh, he was always there. Like when times got tough, he would go and talk to a guy one-on-one, you know, something that the coaches do also, but he would take it, talk to him and say, Hey, you know what? Remember what coach said? Remember what we did for this? Remember you prepared for this? You've got this guy, you know, and he was always there for guys, you know, all the way through. I thought he was just a great teammate. And then when he had success, which in the state game, he actually had some success and the guys are just, it's like, it just, 
amplified our team momentum once he had that success because everybody was pulling for him and he didn't always have a lot of success. Um, so when he pulled off a big play, it just, everything just went crazy. Like every, cause everybody's pulling for the guy. Right. And I'm thinking that's a great teammate where you help guys individually, everybody, you know, you you put your money in the bank. And then when you do something, it just gets everybody so hyped up that it just takes your team to the next level, you know? And, uh, and that's what I thought was a huge thing as being a great teammate. Sounds like a, a great potential future coach there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Possibly. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, tell me, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, a leader that has influenced you uh, with respect to your coaching and athletics and uh, how, how in, in what way did they influence you? Um, I think I had a coach named uh, Coach Jurgensen, and he was uh, one of the big things that he introduced weight training. He introduced a lot of, um, he's always looking for the next thing of how to get better. And he's the one that kind of showed me from the beginning as, a, as a, an athlete that you want to do specific things to get better. And then you believe in those things. Uh, um, and then, you know, you can pull from it in tight situations, but also what that shows you is that it shows you limitations. It allows you to see what you need to keep working on or another thing you need to learn. And it makes you kind of strive to get better. So you're always kind of, he gave me that intrinsic motivation, I think, right. That I maybe didn't have before, but he gave it to me without even realizing possibly that that's what you want to do. And then, um, he had a saying too, that he had up on his wall that I thought was really good. Um, it was about, let me see if I can remember that it was, uh, once an athlete knows his limits, he becomes limitless. And so I think uh, that was a huge thing for me because uh, once you realize, you know, what you can do and, and what you feel confident doing, you can pull from that in tight situations. Like I said, where the, the nerves are there and, and the pressure's on, you can really focus in and, and believe that you can do it. And then going on, you, you become limitless by realizing that, hey, I don't know it all. And what can I learn now? And what can I work on now? And you can continue working and working forever. And even now as a coach, I'm always open to learning new stuff. I'm always trying to learn new things. And so it makes you limitless, you know? So I think he was huge in influencing me as a coach and as a player. Awesome. Uh, The last question evolves around culture. You know, we, we, especially in the athletic uh, communities, we, we talk as, as coaches, we hear athletic directors, uh, players talk a lot about culture I'm sure culture plays a role in, in your strategy as a coach. Uh, my guess is you've probably been part of some good culture and maybe even some bad culture at times. Um, talk to us a little bit about culture from your perspective uh, with some example about either what made it good or bad. Yeah, I'll, I'll go a little bit on both. Uh, early on as a coach, you know, you want to win and you think about winning. So you'll take players that are just great athletes, but sometimes aren't the best fit. And some kids just will not uh, change how they are, who they are, what they are, you know, and at that time I didn't have a lot of tools to, to manipulate them into becoming what, what I wanted them to be. And they, even though they were great players, they were individuals, they weren't a team. And we never really had a lot of success with that. There was a lot of, um, there wasn't a tightness with the team, right? Guys didn't like each other. And it was just a bad, at the end of the season, you just had a bad taste in your mouth. You got through it, but it was like one of the things I learned is I had to correct that, you know, as I got, as I went on coaching. And so one of the things I, one of the things I really like about third element is it really helps me to build that, that culture that I'm trying to build where guys are thinking about the big picture. What are we all trying to do here? What's, you know, what's the purpose of what we're trying to do? And I think a, a big part of that, it really hit me. is like, I don't know about the new hard knocks for Raiders was out just now on HBO. And it showed that you could see how those guys were all kind of a family. They're all guys who had hard times, paid their dues. Now they were coming back. They're getting a second chance. Um, no big superstars. They had one big superstar, but he ended up leaving. And I think that made them even stronger, to be honest. And every guy's in there 
learning that he is a star. You know, everyone feels they are the star. They're not relying on someone else to be the star. Every guy on that team feels he's a star. Everybody on that team feels that they have the guy's back. So if something goes bad, you don't have to worry about it because they've got your back on it, including the coaches. So I think that's the kind of culture you want to have is where you're very confident, you're very secure, and um, you, you know that you can mess up and it's going to be okay. You know, that's the biggest thing. I think the guys have to realize that it's okay if you mess up. It's okay if there's failure. Now you just go back and you figure out how to conquer that failure, right? And as long as you have that positive reinforcement from your coach, you have that positive reinforcement from your teammates, and you trust your teammates, you trust your coach, I think that's the culture you want to have. And those are the kind of teams we've had success with. And uh, we've had a lot of success. So that seems to be the formula that works for us. Well, thanks, Coach. We appreciate your time today. Uh, it's been very insightful. I'm sure that our audience will enjoy it. And uh, maybe we can catch a bit of your time at some point in the future. We wish you the best of luck. We wish you a, a really successful season. And uh, we're glad that you're a third part of the Third Element family. Yes, glad to be part of it. Thank you very much. You bet. Talk to you soon. All right. So that's a wrap for this week, folks. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed our conversation with Coach Klepfer. We want to thank him for his time and his energy. We hope that you'll listen in. You can join us on our social channels at 3E Athlete. We look forward to talking to you soon and listening next week. More to the game podcast.